Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coats present Marion and Jim Jordan as Fibber McGee and Molly with Donald Novus, Bill Thompson, and Billy Mills Orchestra. The show opens with a shine on your shoes. Professor Quiz, I'd ask you this question. What are the three main benefits you get by using genuine Johnson's Wax on floors, furniture, and woodwork? Most of you know the answer, of course. Those three benefits are, number one, protection. Number two, beauty. Number three, saving work. How does Johnson's Wax give protection? By spreading an invisible, tough coat over the surface. A wax shield that guards against scratches, stains, stuffing shoes, fingerprints. How does Johnson's Wax give beauty? By transforming dull, lifeless floors into lustrous, gleaming floors. By adding a satiny, mellow polish to tabletops, chair arms, woodwork, windowsills. A polish that dust, dirt, and fingerprints cannot cling to. How does Johnson's Wax save work? By doing away with floor scrubbing. By cutting dusting in half. And by the ease with which a wax surface is kept clean and spotless. For these three reasons, protection, beauty, work-saving... Buy some genuine Johnson's Wax, either paste or liquid, tomorrow. night of the charity bazaar and rummage sale, which is one of Wistful Vista's big annual social events. All the better people in Wistful Vista will be there, and you can't keep the McGee's away either. And here in their living room, trying to decide what they will contribute to the rummage sale, we find Fibber McGee and Molly. Well, McGee, what are we giving? Let's donate that clock. What clock? Well, the one Aunt Sarah gave us for a wedding present. You know, that marble Venus with the clock in her stomach? Oh. <laughs> Why give that away? I think it's very decorative. Oh, well, it makes me uncomfortable, that's why. I, I keep thinking how I'd feel if I was Venus. <laughs> Having people glance at my stomach and say, My, it's getting late. I guess I'd better go home. Just the same, we're not going to give that clock away. Okay, you suggest something. Well, I was just going through, dearie. Hmm? I was going through our winter clothes, and look what I found. Oh, you found something? Your old overcoat. Huh? I think we'd better donate this. What? My overcoat? Sure. Why, Molly, you can't give that overcoat away. What's the matter with it? Well, for one thing, look at this fur collar. <laughs> it looks all right to me. Oh, it does, does it? 
I'll bet this collar is known to every moth in town as McGee's picnic robe. <laughs> and the buttons. What's the situation with the buttons? <laughs> Very bad, dearie. Two of them are only working part-time and three of them have quit. Oh, just the same, Molly. I, I can't part with that coat. Why, that's my old army overcoat, Molly, that I had dyed blue and a fur collar put on to it. Still looks good. People still compliment me on that overcoat. Ah, they're kidding you, McGee. Huh? You're too gullible. Oh, well, maybe I am. I'll tell you why that is, Molly. You see, I was left on a doorstep when I was a baby, and I've been taken in by people ever since. <laughs> Come in. Fibber McGee and Molly? You betcha, bud. Why? Hey, I've got a cute idea for one of your programs. Oh, how nice. What's the idea, bud? Can you sew? So what? Okay, if that's the way you feel about it. <laughs> Must have said the wrong thing, Molly. You did, and I'll tell you why, McGee. Huh? Why? Well, when you were a little baby, they left you on a doorstep. <laughs> and you've been putting your foot in your mouth ever since. <laughs> But now about this overcoat. I definitely refuse to part with that overcoat, Molly. I got a great affection for that coat. People are still fond of Rip Van Winkle, too. I don't get the comparison. Well, you know what he looked like when his nap wore off. <laughs> Hello, daughter. Hello, Johnny. The ladies' club sent me over. Got anything you want took to the rummage sale? Well, not yet, Mr. Oldtimer. We haven't decided what we're going to send. <laughs> we was arguing about sending my overcoat. When you butted in, I was ahead by one sleeve and a shoulder pad. <laughs> uh... <laughs> That's pretty good, Johnny. But that ain't the way I heard it. <laughs> Hear it? One feller says to t'other feller, says, my doctor wants me to get vaccinated. Think I ought to? Why, sure, says t'other feller. Then when somebody says smallpox, you can say, <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> well, when you make up your mind what you want to send to the auction, just leave me know. All right. What's your phone number? Better send me a note, daughter. I ain't got a phone. What? No phone? Nope. Lots of my friends got them, and they ain't satisfied with them. I'm going to wait and see how they work out. Now, look here, McGee. Why don't you send this overcoat to the auction and get a new one? No, sir. This is a very expensive coat. I thought you said the Army gave it to you. That's what makes it expensive. Think of the dough I could have been making while I was in the army. <laughs> no, sir, you can't get me. Uh -oh. Come in. Oh, how do you do, Mrs. McGee? And uh, Mr. McGee. Oh, how do you do, Mrs. Uppington? Hi, Uppy. Say, where are you going, McGee? I just happened to remember, Molly. I forgot to crevice the port aside. I'll see you later, Uppy. Uh, uh, what was it he said he had to do, Mrs. McGee? Crevice the port aside. Oh. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Oh, yes. Well, that must be very interesting work. Oh, now tell me, Mrs. McGee, you are coming to the charity bazaar tonight, are you not? Oh, we certainly are, Mrs. Uppington. Oh. Listen, will you do me a favor? Take this overcoat and give it to them for the rummage sale. 
But for goodness sakes now, don't say anything to McGee about it. This is the only way I can get him to buy a new one. Oh, of course, my dear. <laughs> yes, I can't take it with me now, but I shall have my chauffeur call for it later in the day. Oh, thank you very much, Mrs. Uppington. I hate to trouble you, but you're so busy, you know, and all. Sometimes I wonder how you find time for all your social activities. Oh, sometimes I wonder myself, my dear. Between my afternoon parties and my church work, I certainly have to mind my T's and Q's. <laughs> <laughs> so you think this is going to be quite an affair tonight, do you, Mrs. Uppington? Oh, but definitely. Oh, we're having several amusing novelties. Some of the Junior League girls are going to auction off kisses. Positively, Mrs. Uppington? Absolutely, Mrs. McGee. <laughs> of course, if the girls get too busy, I shall be only too glad to offer my own services. Oh, that's the spirit, Mrs. Uppington. Just slap on a little evening in Paris and you'll give the boys a big night and wish Oh, but say you better wear your sorority pin for atmosphere. Oh, that's not a bad idea, my dear. But still, I'm afraid a sorority pin is not much indication of youthfulness. Why? After all, Mahatma Gandhi still wears his safety pin. <laughs> or am I just being a silly girl? Oh, well, goodbye. Come out now, dearie. She's gone. Much obliged, Molly. Now, about this overcoat... Look here. Huh? Now, what would you say if... Uh, well, I mean, would you feel terribly bad if we sent it to the auction sale? I certainly would, Molly. This coat means too much to me. There's a lot of memories wrapped up in this old army coat. You see where it's been mended in the side here? Oh. That's where it got slashed with a bayonet. Oh, really, McGee? You betcha. It was a pretty bad moment, too, I tell you. I remember it just like it was yesterday. I don't know yet why I wasn't killed. Oh, my. There I was, shoulder to shoulder with two of my buddies, slashing, stabbing, and cutting away for dear life. Oh. And all of a sudden, I felt cold steel sliding along my ribs. Oh. Well, sir, quick as a flash. I dodged to one side, and that saved my life. And that taught me a lesson. What do you mean? That's the last time I ever tried to peel potatoes with a bayonet. <laughs> now, come on, let's go to the bazaar. Folks, Donald Nova sings South of the Border. South of the border, down Mexico way. That's where I fell in love when stars above came out to play. And now as I wander, my thoughts ever stray. South of the border, down Mexico way. She was a picture in old Spanish lay. Just for a tender while, I kissed the smile upon her face. For it was fiesta, and we were so gay. South of the border, down Mexico way. Then she sighed as she whispered, Manana, never dreaming that we were parting. And I lied as I whispered, Manana, for our tomorrow never came. 
of the border I rode back one day Then in a veil of white by candlelight She knelt to pray The mission bells told me That I mustn't stay South of the border Down Mexico way I, 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 I I, I, I Quite a busy bazaar, ain't it, Molly? Yes. Say, we never did decide what we'd donate for the auction. Oh, forget it, dearie. I took care of it. Huh? Oh, good. I was afraid you was going to insist on sending them my overcoat. Incidentally, keep your eye out for that guitar player I'm managing. I told him to close up the filling station and come down here. I thought this would be a pretty good spot to try him out again. Oh, McGee, he's terrible. <laughs> what do you mean, terrible, just because he was a little self-conscious? Yoo-hoo, mister. Want to buy a kiss for charity? Uh, not now, sis, but I might be back later. I'm just shopping around right now. <laughs> Got to take a look at the various techniques. <laughs> Why, McGee? Oh, I'm just kidding, Emily. Do you kiss with your eyes closed, sis? <laughs> well, not always, but in your case, I would. Uh... <laughs> so you're kidding her, are you? <laughs> Come on, I want to see the exhibit. Oh, there, right this way, my young friend. Step right up and take a whirl on the wheel of fortune. Delicious pies, cakes, and cookies. Only a dollar, only a buck. Step right up and pry your lock. Look, Molly, Horatio K. Boomer. Yes. In the flash, doodlebug. I'm about to raffle off item 24, this delicious cake. Mm. Looks so good, I bought a chance on it myself. Mm. Come, come, my friends, only two tickets left. Take a whirl for charity's sake. Step right up and win a cake. Oh. Yeah. Say, it does look delicious, McGee. Let's take the last two tickets. Okay, it must be good if Boomer bought a ticket on it himself. <laughs> Oh, we'll take them, Boomer. Splendid, splendid. That closes the bidding, folks. I am about to spin the wheel. Wow. Round and round for charity. Whoever wins, it's Jake with me. <laughs> and the winning number is 16. Number 16 wins. Who has number six? Well, well, imagine that. I want it myself. Wait a minute, Boomer. You didn't win that cake. I won it. I got number 16. He certainly has, Mr. Boomer. Don't doubt it a bit, my dear. Don't doubt it a bit. But I hold number 91. 91? Thought you said the winning number was 16. So it is. So it is. But I forgot to mention that item 24 was an upside-down cake. Oh. You're now off to off item number suppose if the wheel had stopped on double zero, he'd have paid himself off with a couple of donuts. Oh, well, come on, dearie. Say, right. Mr. McGee, here I am. Oh, hi, Frankie. I'm glad to see you. You remember Frankie Saputo, Molly? The guy with the guitar? Oh, yes, indeed. How do you do, I'm sure. Uh, 
Did you practice up on that new number like I told you? I sure did, Mr. McGee. Good. Under my management, Frankie, you're going to go places. Well, unlimber the tinkle box while I climb up here and make an announcement. Right over here, attention, please. Ladies and gentlemen, attention, please. We've got a surprise for you tonight. I wish to present my latest discovery, a young fellow I found working in Gildersleeve's filling station, Mr. Frankie Saputo, the sensational Golden Voice guitarist. Mr. Saputo will offer for his first number, You Go to My Head. Go ahead, son. Mr. McGee, was I in the groove? In the groove? <laughs> I thought for a minute you were in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> oh, she's just kidding, Frankie. You were colossal. They ate it up. Gee, thanks. Yes, sir. There's no doubt about it, Frankie. You're a genius. In fact, you got such a stupendous talent that it scares me a little to be responsible for it. So, as your former manager... Former? Yes. As of now. Good night, Frankie. Oh, good night, good night. <laughs> <laughs> Heavenly days, McGee. The idea of telling him he's terrific. Personally, I think he's just where he belongs, in a floor show at a rummage sale. <laughs> well, well, hello there, folks. Are you having a good time? Oh, hello, Mr. Wilcox. Yes, it's very interesting, isn't it? You, gentlemen, who bought just for charity? Now, go on, Harlow, buy a kiss. Oh, no, I don't want to. Oh, go on, we won't tell, Harlow. Here's a fellow that'll buy a kiss, sis. Oh, no, gee, I, I, I don't want to. Oh, be a sport, Mr. Wilcox. Go on, Piker, pucker. <laughs> well, all right, just, just a little one. Uh, how much, lady? Well, whatever you think it's worth, pay afterwards. 
All right. Oh, say, aren't you Harlow Wilcox, the Johnson's wax salesman? Yes, he is, dearie. Oh, you met him before, sis? I certainly have. Oh, well, never mind that. Now, come on, give me a kiss and let's get it over oh, with. Oh, you bet I will, Mr. Wilcox. Here. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, That's for telling my mother about that wonderful Johnson's wax. <laughs> Hey, hey, now, wait a minute. Oh, oh, don't go yet. I want to show you how grateful I am for the way our house looks. Uh, Our wood floors and furniture look simply gross. But just a minute, please. I don't... Mother says that it cuts housework down to an absolute minimum. Uh, Oh, you wonderful man. uh, Yeah, but... And, and Mother says that dust and dirt simply will not stick to a Johnson wax floor. <laughs> and and not only floors, we use it on practically everything. That's why I wanted to thank you. And thank you. And thank you. And don't you dare try to pay me a penny. Tell me she's a junior leaguer. That gal's from the big league. Oh, darn it, Febber. Now see what you've done. I've got lipstick all over my face. Oh, dear. Here, I... Oh, where are you going, Mr. Wilcox? I'm going home and confess this whole thing to my wife. That's where I'm going. I'm hated. I'm smirched. I've been untrue. Let me out of here. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't like the way she said that, Molly. Anyway, I don't like this idea of gals selling kisses. 
It ain't right. It's, it's repulsive. Oh, well, it's for charity, McGee, and they seem to be doing a lot of business. Yeah, I guess they are at that. Hey, look at that booth with all the jelly and preserves and pickles and all stuff like that there. Mm. <laughs> my, my. They certainly look beautiful, don't they, dearie? I'll say they do. You make all that stuff yourself, sis? Certainly did, Shorty. Us girls were canning raspberries all night last night. Did we have a jam session? Woohoo! <laughs> Business, Grandma. Oh, I can't complain, Skippy. Star <laughs> pickles are going good tonight, too. Yes, sir. Made a 50-50 deal with the girls in the kissing booth. What do you mean, a 50-50 deal? What's sour pickles got to do with kisses? Try one, Johnny, and see how it puckers you up. <laughs> oh, boy, it takes a gherkin to get you working. I bet she learned to yell like that cheering for Robert Fulton when he was trying out his steamboat. <laughs> oh, oh, there you are, Mr. McGee. I've been searching all over for you. Well, uh, what's on your mind, Mrs. Uppington? Well, we're all ready to auction off... Uh-uh. The... Uh-uh. Careful. Oh, yes. Well, we're all ready to auction off the... Oh, well, you know. Oh, won't you come in and do the auctioneering yourself, my dear? Oh, uh, why, yes. Uh... Well, yes, I will, Mrs. Uppington. Oh. Excuse me a few minutes, will you, dearie? Oh, well, what for? I'll come along and watch you. Oh, no, 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 please, huh? don't do that. Huh? It'll just make me nervous. Please, now, huh? No. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll mosey around a while. I'll meet you at the entrance. Well, thank you so much, Mr. McGee. So nice of you not to embarrass me. How did she get that stuff? What'd she mean, embarrass me? What could they be? Hey, Fibber, did I get all that lipstick off of... Say, what's the matter with you? Say, you know what I think Molly's going to do? What, pal? She's going to auction off some kisses. That's what she's going to do. Oh. So what? It's all for charity. Oh, it is, is it? Well, I ain't going to let my wife do it. Oh, don't be such a stuffed shirt. You're just jealous. I am not. And what if I am? <laughs> she ain't going to do it. Come on, Harlow. Let's go and stop her. Oh, don't try to stop her. Look, just go out and outbid everybody else. Hey, that's an idea. I'll duck down behind the crowd. Yeah. Come on. Oh. Remember, this auction will only interest the gentlemen in the crowd. Uh-oh, you hear that, Harlow? Now, take it easy, pal. Let me tell you, this is a genuine article. It's had a lot of wear and tear, but there's still plenty of good in it. Oh, how can she be so brazen about it? Come on, boys. Who'll make the first bid? Remember, it'll keep you warm all winter. What am I bid? Yeah, 50 cents. Why, that cheapskate. Five dollars. Now, that's more like it, gentlemen. I bid five dollars. Five dollars and a 30 cents. Six bucks. Now we're getting somewhere, gentlemen. But after all, what's a little sum like six dollars? Don't you know value when you see it? Uh, six and a quarter. Six and a quarter, I bid. Ten dollars. Wonderful, I bid ten dollars. But it's worth more than that. Lots more than that. Look at this net. Hardly a wrinkle in it. <laughs> Look at these arms. $20. $20. Who'll bid? $30. $30. Will anybody make it? $50. What's the matter with that guy? Hey, anyway, calm not. down, Fibber. You're bidding against yourself. Wait and see if anybody else bids. No, sir. I ain't taking no chances. I'm going to cinch it. $100. Hooray! $100 I'm bid. Gentlemen, are there any more bids? Going, going, gone to the gentleman in the... Where's the man who bid $100? Okay, Molly, it was me all the time. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, it is a lot of dough to pay for kissing your own wife, but... 
McGee. Huh? I wasn't selling kisses. What? You just bought your own overcoat. What? Come in. your shopping list this week, write down Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. It's wise always to have a can of this labor-saving floor polish on hand. Glow coat is used on millions of linoleum floors regularly, and the number increases every week because glow coat offers the easiest way to have beautiful floors with practically no work. Glow coat is self-polishing. It shines as it dries in 20 minutes without any rubbing or buffing. Your kitchen or sunroom floors will never be sticky or gummy when you use this remarkable floor polish. Use Johnson's Glow Coat on your linoleum and varnished or painted wood floors. It protects them from wear, keeps the colors fresh and clean, shuts out dirt, and saves you hours of cleaning time. Order Glow Coat in the attractive yellow and red can tomorrow. hope we amused you tonight with our visit to an imaginary charity bazaar in an imaginary town. But in many real cities, this is a very real situation. So may we ask you to give generously in this year's mobilization for human needs. Remember, folks, a city's heart beats loudest in its community chest. Good night. Good night, all. This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat, Racine, Wisconsin, inviting you all to be with us again next Tuesday night at this same time. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company.